0: 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station.
1: Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? And does this smell good?
0: Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey, boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination.
2: Alright, it is noon. It's time for Wolf and Down Your Lunch. All of today's top stories in one spot, courtesy of Aaron Maloney. Aaron.
3: So Zach Ertz joined Burns and Gambo yesterday and discussed his relationship with Kyler Murray and if the uncertainty surrounding the Cards QB had any impact on his decision to re-sign with the Cardinals for three years.
4: I think everyone understands in this organization how everyone feels about Kyler. Um, I've said it many times, he's the most talented football player I've ever been around. Um, And so for me, I don't think it's a matter of if but when um, that stuff all gets taken care of but at the end of the day um, it's not me to speak on Kyler's business Um, I'm just here to support him in the best way I can Um, and that's to be ready to go and if he needs any help or needs an ear to vent to I'll be here for that but at the end of the day um, I love playing with Kyler I've said that all along since the moment I got here Um, he makes my job extremely easy he's super smart super competitive um, and I think we had a lot of fun Last year just playing together and growing together
3: Your reaction to that
2: I mean, it's it's good to hear somebody put their name to something and say it about Kyler Murray that, that is good, Wolf. I mean, you know where I stand on this. I think he's getting paid this offseason. If, if if it were me, I'd probably wait a little bit during the offseason and pay him. I mean, I would wait till next year, but, but I understand why they're probably doing it this year. I think they were going to do it anyway. They probably are waiting a little bit to put some distance between all the Instagram stuff and all the comments that came out about Kyler Murray and then pay him whenever. He probably knows he's getting paid, but it's good to hear players say good stuff current players on this team say good stuff about him because my biggest fear with all that stuff was not how Kyler Murray's Instagram looks it is how do guys in the locker room feel about him
1: yeah no yeah it's a great observation and by you right there we have been talking about it all morning long but yeah I'm with you on this one right here it says so much about Kyler Murray in that locker room that Zach Ertz is indeed saying hey listen I want to i want to come here and play for the next three years. Now listen, I understand the Arizona Cardinals are paying him very well to do that, but Zach Ertz, he could have got paid somewhere else as well. Yeah, he would have been fine.
3: Following day one of NFL free agency, there are still some notable names out there, including Chandler Jones. Here was Jones last week discussing what he's looking for in free agency. I think
0: when it comes to my decision, where does Chandler Jones become challenge Jones. Where could he maximize his talent? I mean, I think there's a few times you see it this season where you're like, who is this guy? Week one, five sacks against your old team, right? I know you're like, like, (laughs) he's laughing about it. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty sure you'll see flashes of it. And I'm pretty sure there's pretty times where people might say, oh, why is it disappearing? Where is this going? Not to put it on just the game plan. I'm sure there's a lot of different things that goes into it. But I think Going into free agency, uh, I'll say this again. What team maximizes Chandler Jones' talents?
3: Do you think Chandler will get signed today? And do you think that the Cardinals... There's any scenario out there for the Cardinals to bring him back?
2: I think there's a scenario out there where the Cardinals bring him back, but I I think it's... I think it's a pretty small percentage. I don't know what that... I would say, like, a 10% chance the Cardinals bring him back. Maybe not even. Maybe, like, a 5% chance. Um, I don't know if he's going to get signed today, Wolf, but I I do... I have to think it's soon, and I have to think we're going to see Chandler Jones and Von Miller sign in whatever order within, like, two hours of each other.
1: Yeah. uh, First of all, the fact he went third-person, (laughs) Chan. A few times. (laughs) What are you doing, (laughs) Chad? You went third-person right there. Never go third-person, Chan. ever right there. Uh, I digress. On the scheme, of course... he's talking about was the fact the Arizona Cardinals had to play a lot more zone cover. A lot more zone cover than what Vance Joseph typically likes to do and it's because of the injuries that happen and the, the situation with the secondary as well. That changed Chandler Jones and a lot of his assignments right there. You weren't just playing the typical Press man cover that Vance Joseph really enjoys. Having said that, I think he is going to sign today, and I think that it will not be with the Arizona Cardinals. You think it's today though? I do. Okay, before our show. Um. No. Hmm. Of oh,
2: cool. If you're going to do it, Chan, because you signed before our, the end of our show. I mean, that would be nice, yeah. but I think, think he is going to sign here just
1: once. But it's not going to be with the Cardinals once again. What team? <laughs> I'm just going to back you in a corner.
3: I mean, it's like watching somebody
2: on the witness stand.
1: I, I, sir, I, why, why are you asking me that? Maloney what would be team, a great prosecuting um, attorney. I have no idea. I'll say what Bills. Team. Okay, you want to go with the Buffalo Bills right there. I'm going to say the league. Okay? I'm just trying to get a little
3: friendly wager somebody. out here,
1: you know? <laughs> Wolf yeah. already said I think you, you've, you've pretty what much committed to the
2: Rams, right? Okay, you take the Rams. Maloney takes the Bills.
1: You know what? I, I did say the Rams. And yeah. I'm not so sure okay. today, but uh, now that you brought it up, good. I'll go Rams. Okay.
3: Hand me the barf bucket. Who do you think, Luke?
2: I actually kind of think the Bills, but since you took them, I will say... You
3: can say Bills, too. That's okay.
2: I'll, I'll say Baltimore, just to just to have a different team. I'll go Baltimore. I don't even know if Baltimore has the money, but they always sign every defensive <laughs> player.
3: <laughs> According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the... What are you doing? The Falcons have emerged as a sleeper team to acquire Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. So the Falcons join the Panthers, Saints, and Browns as teams that have met with or are interested in trading for Watson. Where do you think Deshaun will be playing next year?
2: uh, Carolina. I think Carolina. I think until further notice, every quarterback that becomes available, Matt Rule is going to sign until he finds the one he gets. Cam I mean,
3: Darnold still there? I think.
2: I think Darnold's still there. I, I mean, technically, isn't where's Cam Newton now? I mean, they had like nine quarterbacks last year. I, I'm I'm pretty confident it's going to be Carolina. I'm going to
1: Sean Watson to Carolina. You know what? Honestly, right now, think how desperate the three teams are that Maloney just mentioned. Yeah. Think how desperate they are for a quarterback. It's It's nice to have a quarterback. The Saints. Yes.
3: The Browns and the
1: Falcons. Yes. Okay, now now the Browns aren't desperate, but their situation last year. They're always desperate. It was bad. It was bad. I, I that I still can't understand what happened to Baker Mayfield last year. How he went from leading his team to a playoff victory. And leading his team into the playoffs a year before to suddenly him being just the the bane of Cleveland in in one year.
2: Well, every bone in his body was broken. That might have been part of
1: it. I just honestly it's it's amazing to me right here, but I think the desperation of the Bengals or not the Bengals. The Panthers. They're fine. Yeah. And the Saints and the Falcons, those three teams, I could see them making the move. You took, you
2: took three teams, okay. You took three of the four. Yes, okay. thank you.
3: And really quickly, guys, the Phoenix Suns are gearing up to face the Pelicans tonight at 5 o'clock. You can catch the action right here on 98.7 FM. What would you like to see from the Suns tonight in New Orleans? I believe they lost by 15 the last time they were there. I'd like to yeah. see
1: a win. <laughs> I'd like to see a win. This That's guy. right. Let this guy in here. I mean, honestly, against the Pelicans, come on, give me a break. They lost by 15 they points did. the last time they played. Yeah. Of course, it was like How about a
2: win two and a half weeks ago. I, I, I like. I would like to see yes, the win, and then somebody in the post game do what Devin Booker did last time when they played Miami. Of yeah, no, we had this. Uh, we we a little revenge. I like. I like the Suns. Need for revenge, even though they're 54-14. and 14. I'd like to see them enact or exact some revenge tonight, too. All right, that was uh, wolfen Down Your Lunch. Thank you, as always, Aaron. The brackets are now open. Compete in the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks for your shot at $4,000. Just text BUCKS to 620 We'll send you a link to fill out your bracket. That's BUCKS to 620-620. It's the Arizona Sports Bracket <laughs> Bucks presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. Coming up, what free agency move could be the most impactful for the Cardinals? We'll go live to Cards headquarters to check in with Cardinals sideline reporter Paul Calvisi. Next, it's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. What?
0: 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station and the Arizona Sports App. NFL free agency frenzy with Wolf and Luke.
2: Hi, right, joining us right now in the 72 Sold Sports Line is Paul Calvisi, sideline reporter and more for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Pauly, thank you for joining us. I, I feel like I, it's my responsibility to at least point out that as we were going to break and I mentioned Paul Calvisi joins us next, uh, Wolf, what was your response to that? What? Yeah, that was was Um, his response, Polly. just so um, you know what you're walking into.
5: Look, uh, full disclosure, I'm really not talking to Wolf. We're not on speaking terms right now, to be honest with you. And uh, it may or may not date back to the last edition of the Big Red Rage where (laughs) Wolf pretty much guaranteed luke that jc jackson would be coming to the cardinals he said it repeatedly he did everything except actually report it and uh you from, what I, from what i can tell they didn't even have a stinking discussion much less sign on the line that is dotted okay
1: Polly, that's enough out of you all right nobody wants to hear your bull that's number one and also thanks for calling in Polly. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Do you have a sports line you want to well, shoot No, I already out did there? that. Okay, yeah. you already like did I told Burns and
5: Gamble, I'm not driving down there with gas $5 a gallon. Okay. <laughs> 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 That's
1: only 5 Where do you live? <laughs> Pauly, um your take on the Arizona Cardinals and what they did in free agency yesterday.
5: Well, they had two big needs. Not wants. There are wants and needs. They needed James Conner, in my opinion. They needed that mentality. They needed that every down back. I love Chase Edmonds. In fact, one of the biggest needs right now, would be to replace Chase Edmonds and Christian Kirk when it comes to the media. I mean, we need interviews at this point, okay? You need to go down through the free agent tracker and figure out who's good in front of a microphone right now, okay? So there's our little personal shout-out to Steve Kime. It always
1: comes back to you.
5: (laughs) Just, you know, and, and, and props to those two guys because you know what? Win or lose, you know, whether it was a lopsided loss or not, those guys would always come to the post-game interview in the locker room one-on-one. They'd answer all the questions. Okay. But I understand why the Cardinals would go after a James Conner. If it was either-or versus Chase Edmonds, you got to go with James Conner. Even Chase himself told us. Did he not, Wolf? That middle of last year, he said, you know what? Two years ago, before James Conner, third and one, you know, I mean, third and five, third and six seemed easier than third and one, third and two. Yeah. Because you didn't have that short yardage back. You didn't. And just the way he sets the tone, guys, I cannot tell you, there have been a few players, you can count them on one hand, where over the years, the sideline comes alive when that guy is just being physical on the field and the rest of the team feeds off that. You can, Cliff Kingsbury knows that. All the coaches know it. And so they brought back the alpha male, James Conner, uh, you know, Zach Ertz obviously, Kyler needs weapons. He needs targets right now. He needs guys mm-hmm. who can, you know, and and as I said yesterday, I mean, Zach Ertz, he's Stanford smart. He's always seemingly open. He's always finding a gap in the defense. He's able to adjust on the fly and read those coverages. He's Philly tough. And then if you can combine him with Max Williams, and I know you guys are on board with this as well, that really separates the Cardinals from the rest of the division, does it not, to have that sort of one-two punch at tight end, especially when receiver is still a question mark and as for the christian kirk money you know what happened to the cardinals before i mean jacksonville did it with calais they blew the salary structure out of the water for that position group once upon a time with calais and now they do it with christian kirk talking to paul calvisi
2: uh paulie i i did not think there was much of a chance chandler jones would be back this season and he probably still won't be but with uh with him and Von Miller both unsigned and guys like Randy Gregory and Hassan Reddick already getting paid and some of that money, especially with Gregory going to Denver and taking a potential landing spot away from Chandler Jones. Do you see any, any scenario where he might still be an option for the Cardinals?
5: Sure. I, I mean, if teams are scared off by his age, if they're scared off by a five-sack debut against Tennessee and then five and a half sacks the rest of the way... What exactly are teams thinking there? If Chandler Jones, if Team Chandler has priced himself too high and teams are apprehensive, correct me if I'm wrong, mm. all the edge rushers who have received the big money long-term contracts are all in their mid to late 20s, right? They're all in their prime. So it's not a shocker that Avon Miller and a Chandler Jones is still on the market. I know NFL Network this morning, they reported that Chandler's agent apparently is saying, we're good right now. We're good. We have our number. We have our price. We're going to wait. We're going to be patient. Okay, we'll see. But I think, obviously, the Cardinals have their number, and they're waiting. Maybe if the market forces bring somewhere a meeting in the middle. But to me, that's 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 a real need right now. You know, you got to get a quarterback, and you got to get to the quarterback. And that's where I'm probably most concerned right now. Receiver, corner, okay, you know, you're know you going to be able to find guys out there. In fact, I have a name and receiver I'm going to throw out here in a minute. And, but in terms of that edge rusher, where are you going to find that guy? Yeah. And, and if that is such a dire need going into the draft at number 23 and that guy is still on the board, guess what? Teams will jump you and will trade in front of you.
1: We're talking to the sideline reporter, Paul Calrissi, for the...
5: (laughs) You know, can I just take a moment here, Maloney? Let's just say... That
1: we Boy, all. I want to hear we, no, Paul. No, we all want to be. We, we no want to be Rex
5: Ryan right now. Wolf is the furthest thing from Rex Ryan back when he was head coach of the Bills. Remember this? We've won the offseason. right? I, I would challenge anything. I, I think we've won the off season. See, Wolf is trending towards Rex right. Ryan right now. Who then was fired after a seven win season? After Paulie,
1: that, Paulie, nobody cares. Listen, um, talk to us about that receiver. You got a name for us, Paulie? Tell us what that name
5: is. I keep, I keep hitting you over the head with this, and you keep. Refusing to believe that I believe Juju Smith Schuster is the guy. Mm. Let's just talk about a guy who was all rookie in 2017, went to the Pro Bowl 2018. He's physical, he works the middle of the field, he is tough, he mm. plays through injuries, he's good yards after catch. Would you want some of these assets in a receiver in the Cardinals offense? Yes,
1: my brother loves him. By the way, Paulie loves Juju. Thinks he's a football player first. I love that.
5: He only played five games last year. He was injured, but it was a shoulder injury. It wasn't like it was a knee, it wasn't anything lower body. Interesting. Uh, and then also, <clears throat> hello, does he not have that connection to James Saxon and Sean Kugler? The same connection that led James Connor coming to the Cardinals mm. last year? And, and and here's the other thing, his numbers have fallen off ever since the departure of Antonio Brown. And right, he's not necessarily a number one, correct? He, he just isn't. He, you know, you double team him, he's not going to put. But he's a really good number two. And what do the Cardinals need right now? A really good number two to go alongside DeAndre Hopkins.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of Cardinals fans would be pretty psyched if uh, if Juju Smith Schuster was that guy they signed. Only twenty five years old too. Um, Polly, what do you make of the uh, the strategy? that the Cardinals clearly employed yesterday of prioritizing their own guys first as as the legal tampering period opened up. And, and I think it probably just worked out this way, but specifically prioritizing guys on offense. What does that say to you about what they saw from their offense last year?
5: Well, it's always easier to go with the known versus the unknown, obviously. Uh, did they have interest in Chase Edmonds and Christian Kirk? Sure, the number went through the roof. I know there were a lot... Of, I know I was wondering about Cole McCoy, especially as the day dragged on, then finally we got that news. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good sign on several fronts. Not only did he come in and win two out of three, obviously, uh, but his relationship with Kyler, that would seem to indicate, okay, things are good, A, and then B, maybe Kyler is going to be long-term, something gets done. He is, Cole McCoy is that guy that Kyler definitely respects, right? Grew up watching him when he's a four-year starter at Texas and, and led the Longhorns. And then here's the other thing. When the Cardinals' offense was really in gear in certain eras, whether it was Kurt Warner or Carson Palmer, those guys were like de facto offensive coordinators. They would wait to put in the game plan until Kurt and Carson Palmer would watch film of the opponent. Cole McCoy is that guy. He's seen everything there is. You know, he knows all the defensive coordinators in the league, so he's a really good resource in terms of that as well. So there was no surprise those guys came back. Now, as for an offensive guard, if that's still on the list, that just from Day one, I've always thought that, you know what, they're not going to spend huge money on that. There's probably going to be a veteran offensive guard or two that's still on the market when the music stops, the whole musical chairs thing. And Kime, you know, that Steve Kime has a history of doing that, right? Signing offensive linemen towards the tail end, the back end of free agency.
1: Paulie, especially with Max Williams, do you see this offense shifting in rundown situation more towards two tight ends? Do you see that? And less from three wide? Do you see them shifting more to two tights in rundown situations?
5: Absolutely. Yeah. If those guys are both on the roster, right. no no question. And that, and
1: that gets me fired up, Paul. That that fills me with a little hope that maybe the Cardinals are gonna be more aggressive, more physical and run down situation in between the tackles.
5: I mean obviously we didn't see a whole bunch of Max Williams, but when he was in there, man, he was really good, right? Yep. I mean think think of that win against the Vikings when the Cardinals came out and, and ran for a buck sixty and, and Max Williams had seven catches for ninety four yards. Those were career highs in that yep. game. So there were game when he was out there, the Cardinals offense was balanced. And that was just – it was key. And you're, Wolf, we talked about this right after the season, and that was underrated. There were two underrated injuries, I think, that really – Submarine things It was Max Williams on offense And it was Robert Alford on defense Wow, yes. The, yes. the Cardinals secondary after Alford went down Just was discombobulated yes. for whatever reason And and the number of chunk passes And big plays they gave up in that secondary skyrocketed After Alford went out Text us your thoughts to the Fandle
2: text line At 620-620 right now We're going to keep Polly around when we come back What does it mean that DeAndre Hopkins Restructured his deal this morning That's next, it's the Wolf and Luke Show On 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station
0: What up, Carl Rizzi? 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station and the Arizona Sports App. NFL free agency frenzy with Wolf and Luke.
2: Yeah, it is the Wolf and Luke show live from the Aukjin Community Studios, and joining us on the Seventy Two Sold Sports Line is Paul Calvici for a second segment. Paulie, how did how did we convince you to do a half hour of our
5: show? You're doing like I don't know what is that a quarter of, of Wolf's work for the entire day? Well, you know, first off, we make Tuesday the most productive day of the week. That goes unsaid. That's that's the default setting. Number two, I was unaware until you said it going to break, so I'm stuck now, Luke. So here I am. Let's go. Bring it. I'm feeding off your energy. Let's Paul, go.
1: Number one, we all know the most productive day of the week is. Th- thursday before friday paul everyone knows thursday is the day you actually you actually do some work paul so i, I dispute your tuesday
5: well that's because you have the friday martini right in front of you <laughs> like a carrot that's right, why paul. that's why Thursday's it's one for you.
1: paul give me a break yeah
5: all right
2: uh, it's one paulie <laughs> the um, the restructuring of deandre hopkins
5: contract this morning what do you read into that going forward Well, it was a big number, was it not? Big, big number, 25 million plus. So you had to do something about that. Now, does that poor 10 possibly getting an edge rusher? Are they maybe trying to make some more room to make a run at Chandler Jones or someone else? Perhaps. Uh, Maybe they're trying to clear some room and go after that corner that might still be out there. We'll see. Janoris Jenkins, right? Just hit the market. Although, didn't look all that good in week one against the Cardinals. (laughs) No, he did not. Tennessee. They went after him uh, more than once uh, by design. And then, of course, yeah, I mean, TikTok. What does that say about maybe creating some room this year for Kyla Murray and beyond? Um, We'll see. And once again, if you're going to get to the Kyla Murray question, I know you will, Luke. Here's what I'm going to say. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And if the Cardinals were fully expecting to get a deal done perhaps during the summer, as Michael Bidwell said recently on your airwaves, then you know what? That would be expected. That would be the norm, the six other quarterbacks to be rewarded after year three. They got all their deals done, if you look at it, in June, July, August, or September. So trying to accelerate the timeline before free agency and or before the draft can be problematic for any franchise. And so I'm guessing if that that is part of the equation, I'm not exactly sure if that is part of the ultimate decision and, and a deal breaker. But, you know, if, if Kyler's agent continues to be persistent about that, then I am curious to see where it
1: goes. Paulie, you know, you're obviously very, very good at the sideline, of course, all the sideline work you do for the Arizona Cardinals. Have you looked at the rest of the National Football League, Paul? Have you... Have you noticed anything in free agency right. with the rest of the league that stood out to you, Paulie? I,
5: I'm bracing for the backhand. Oh, it's not coming? <laughs> no, it's a just, question. no okay. Paulie, you're you're, <laughs> well,
1: you're focused on the sideline, yeah. but still, have you seen the rest well, of the NFL?
5: If there are names out there that I was coveting for the Arizona Cardinals who have gone elsewhere, in fact, just today, the answer would be a resounding yes. D.J. Reed going to the Jets for three years, $33 million. Uh, There's a guy, 25, 26-year-old corner, who looked really good when he was healthy for the Seahawks this past year, and he goes to rejoin Robert Salas, former defensive coordinator with the Niners. Uh, DJ Shark, you know, at 6'4 for Jacksonville, he's gone. Detroit gives him one year, whether it's 10 or 12 million, based on the reports. I thought that might have been a possibility for the Cardinals, as you know, they do need a known in terms of a proven guy in that receiver room right now. Russell Gage, who really came on the end of last year, and it's no surprise that he left Atlanta, and it's no surprise that he signed with the division rival, Tampa, because I'm sure Jason Lyton and the Bucks saw Russell Gage in the way he was playing for the Falcons mm-hmm. towards the end of the year. In fact, if I'm Atlanta, I'm going after Chandler Jones. They had 18 sacks as a team, <laughs> a, TJ Watt had more sacks last year. Chandler Jones has had more sacks in a season than the Falcons had as a team. I just I wonder why the Falcons aren't in the mix for a Chandler Jones. I mean those are those are some of the headlines that stood out to me today in particular when you scan through it. Paulie, specifically a corner. J.C. Jackson gets five years, $82.5
2: million with the Chargers. Carlton Davis goes back to Tampa. There are still some some big name corners. I know you mentioned uh, D.J. Reed, who's now with the, uh, the Jets, like you said, but, I mean, like a Stephon Gilmore, there are still some corners out there, but are we nearing the point now where, if you're the Cardinals, maybe you either just kind of wait to the draft or, or try and get somebody to, at a discounted rate? Uh,
5: yes and yes, uh, honestly. I mean, at this point, um, you know, the big money has gone out to the big names right off the bat, and Typically, you know, you can wait this one out. You can probably wait easily in- until next week, even perhaps, for one of these other free agent corners, especially if there's a number of them. How many teams are going to have money left? How many are willing? How many have that true urgency? Um, in terms of the draft, we know that's been the most popular position group. From what I've seen in terms of a mock draft in number uh, 23 is going after a corner. So we'll see. Um, but you know, look, we saw Marco Wilson and it was a roller coaster ride last year as a rookie, phenomenally talented. But did he hit that rookie wall sometime around Thanksgiving? And even though Marco Wilson didn't get roasted, didn't get burned, you know, and schooled, you know, teams would target him and he was always, you know, or at least often enough, he was a half step behind a receiver and it cost the Cardinals down the stretch. Now, I firmly believe with a complete offseason and, and, and he'll be back and I think he's going to be a legit top three corner but if you can send Byron Murphy back into the slot on a consistent basis and get a number one corner with some size man, that would go a long way.
1: Paulie, is there a team you like what they've done so far? Is there a team out there that you look at and think, man, you know what, that's, that's kind of a, a good off-season so far.
5: Well, how can you not start with the Broncos, right? Yeah. I mean, first off... You had no chance without a quarterback. You went on, got that quarterback. You made yourself relevant as a franchise. You put yourself on the national radar. They go out and get Russell Wilson, but some of the other moves they made like D.J. Jones from the 49ers. D.J. Right, Jones,
1: in. Paulie, very I mean, underrated. Absolutely.
5: That dude was disruptive for yes. the 49ers in both games against the Cardinals this past year. He balled out in the playoffs. I thought that was a big get for the Broncos. I don't have their list of all their free agents in front of me, but to get Randy Gregory, I'll tell you a story. Randy Gregory He came back from one of his like 18 suspensions And he finally came back and it was a preseason Game it was a couple of years ago Cardinals and Cowboys and it was the ones against the ones For like one or two series and Randy Gregory went off against D.J. Humphreys, and all eyes were on Randy Gregory because basically he was the only storyline in a preseason game was his return. And I know that offensive linemen have a lot of respect for Randy Gregory, and Mm -hmm. there was a stat that when Randy Gregory, Micah Parsons, and Demarcus Lawrence were on the field together at the same time, and it was only about 150 snaps or so last season for the Cowboys, they had the best yards allowed per snap metric of any defense in the NFL. And I think that Randy Gregory is going to be huge for the Broncos because now they have the quarterback and they have the ability to get to the quarterback.
2: Polly, before we let you go, I just want to get your thoughts on Tom Brady coming out of retirement uh, a couple days ago after only being retired for not even six
5: weeks. Well, was I dead wrong on him ending up with the 49ers? Absolutely. <laughs> but you can't tell me, Wolf, as he mocks me and he laughs in the background. Stop, Wolf. You can't tell me, Wolf, that he didn't retire in some sort of leverage play to pave his way to the 49ers. That's the only box left to check in his entire career is to play for the team he grew up following, idolizing Joe Montana. So I firmly believe that he tried. He tried. He went down swinging to try and make that happen and end up with the 49ers. Because, look, Trey Lance, I know there's a lot of people out there, oh, you know, they drafted Trey Lance, they gave up the three first-round picks, he's the future, sure. But he doesn't have to be the future this year, and he probably shouldn't be the future this season, in my opinion. The Niners... They have a Super Bowl-ready roster right now. They prove that. If it wasn't for Drakoski tart dropping that interception, <laughs> they might have been in the Super Bowl, should have been in the Super Bowl. So if I'm John Lynch and I'm Kyle Shanahan, and there's a lot of people who think Trey Lance is still too raw to be an effective playoff quarterback this year, then I could see where the Niners might have had interest.
1: Yeah, Paulie. Even though Andrew Whitworth's neck is bigger than your waist, Paul, did you see where he retired? He made his declaration that he was retiring. It's actually,
5: despite the insult and astute observation by you, Wolf, so I'll look <laughs> past the insult and I'll just say the most underrated element of the Rams going back to dominance and winning a Super Bowl was when they signed Andrew Whitworth. If you remember that 2017 game, that season finale at the LA Coliseum when Jared Goff was a crash test dummy, and then they went out and fixed the offensive line. They got Sean McVay in 18, but more importantly, I mean just as important to me, honestly, was the left tackle Andrew Whitworth, Mm -hmm. so good luck. They just overpaid Joseph Noteboom to be their new left tackle. He was effective, but he wasn't Andrew Whitworth. And they lost their punter, Johnny Hecker. So once again, you know, I mean, you got to figure out the punting around here with the Cardinals. Andy Lee, conspicuous by the fact that he hasn't signed on the line that has dotted yet. We'll see. Paulie, how often would you say you have to look past the insult when uh, answering a question from Wolf? Well, it's just one of many things. I, it's just like uh, white noise. I just ignore from Wolf. You know the JC Jackson report that he was going <laughs> to sign with the Cardinals, that kind of stuff. You know, I just, I, I you know,
1: stop it. I just, I, I have to look past that kind of stuff. All right, Paulie, uh, thank you. You were actually good today. Thank you, Paulie. Thanks, Paulie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's Bo Calvisi joining us right there. When we come back, four teams have reportedly lined up for Deshaun Watson. Who's getting them and when? We'll get into that next. The Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
0: Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. What you know about rolling down in the deep when your brain goes numb?
2: Tell you they uh, the the list of the top quarterbacks they just flashed on one of the screens available in free agency. Yeah, you don't typically get your franchise quarterback through free agency. Let's just put it that way. You don't. No. You, no. You draft him. You trade for him. You come up with something. You don't. You don't. Uh, you're not getting them in free agency. Mitch Trubisky, they had listed as the second best in this entire crop. They had uh, Jameis Winston as number one, who's okay. not on the team right now. Yeah, I mean, Mitch Trubisky, I, like I keep saying, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what he could potentially, like if he goes to Pittsburgh and is good, that would be amusing to me. <laughs> Just probably because I know a lot of Bears fans who spent however many years conv- trying to convince themselves and anybody around them, which included me, that he was really good and yeah. he obviously wasn't in Chicago. So we'll see. But it is a reminder of how good it is, how great it is, Wolf, to have your quarterback in place. And I, I put the Cardinals in that group. I understand Kyler Murray doesn't have an extension yet. He's technically under team control for two more years. The Cardinals have their quarterback in place. A lot of teams lining up for Deshaun Watson. Mm. And this has been... We haven't talked about it a whole lot until this week because who knows with Deshaun Watson. Like you mentioned earlier, I mean, there's just so many question marks around this guy. Uh, And he may very well still be suspended to start the season. But it sounds like New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta, and Cleveland are the four main teams contending for him right now there was a report out there earlier today that maybe uh San Francisco was involved and then a bunch of people shot that down so i don't know what to make
1: of that look what do you mean by that though when you say a bunch of people shot that uh, that um that story that story about Deshaun Watson what uh, do you mean by that matt mayoko
2: tweeted out that uh, the 49ers are not meeting with Deshaun Watson peter schrager the 49ers are not meeting with Deshaun Watson albert breer was uh, I'm trying to find the Breer when I'm told the Niners are not meeting with Deshaun Watson. <laughs> it just sounds amazing it makes me think me they're with meeting their, with Deshaun Watson. You
1: know I mean? Think about it. All those guys reporting that, where do you think that came from? The 49ers. The 49ers. The 49ers. Hey, listen. You know what, Albert Breer? You want to break stories with the 49ers anymore? Shoot this story down. Shoot it down because it's categorically false. We are not meeting with Deshaun Watson. Why do you think the 49ers would care about that? Why, why do you think they, they, they would really care if people thought that they were actually meeting with Deshaun Watson?
2: Well, there's there's quite a few reasons. For the 49ers specifically, the biggest? you just drafted Trey Lance. So you, <laughs> don't, you don't need him looking over his shoulder the way Jimmy Garoppolo just looked over his shoulder at Trey Lance. Exactly right. But I would say even beyond that, for any team, you're going to take a big PR hit when you sign Deshaun Watson. Do you really want the PR hit of being the team that tried to get Deshaun Watson? and didn't get him. So you don't even get right now the only good thing about Deshaun Watson is what he does in the field. You don't want to be the team that's like, yeah, we tried to get him and we, we couldn't. Then you're still taking the PR hit to a certain extent.
1: Luke, that is a great point right there. It's one I did not consider. My point, obviously, it was Trey Lance. It was yeah. all about Trey, Trey Lance and the fact that, can you imagine? You're, you're trying to say, hey, listen, Jimmy G um, is not going to be our quarterback going forward. That's <laughs> not going to be the case. Um, we're going to make Trey Lance our quarterback. And now, all of a sudden, you're out there in your meeting with Deshaun Watson. I mean, you want to talk about a mind job for Trey Lance and his development. That, I'm sure, is not the message they want to send. I don't know whether the 49ers were kicking it around of actually thinking of meeting with Deshaun Watson. I have no idea. But to your point, I know this much. Um, I would not want that getting out no. because of the impact it might have on Trey Lance. Yeah,
2: you're right. There's a lot of reasons for San Francisco to, to potentially shoot that down. And like you, I don't know that if they plan on meeting with Deshaun Watson, or if they have any interest, but it was just, it was interesting how quickly it was like, no, we're not. No, 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 no. No, we're gonna nothing, nothing going to call. This guy, here. this
1: guy. I mean, those names you mentioned right there. Those are big names. These are big name guys, and they're all saying it never happened. They called intentionally and said, hey, listen, you want to break another story here? You want us to give you some information down the road? Shoot this down, please. Here's the
2: one guy we're not meeting with, Deshaun Watson. Exactly. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum from yesterday
4: said maybe the Cardinals would consider Deshaun Watson. Last year, Houston could operate from a position of they didn't have to make a trade this year. They do because of his contract. So... There's a little bit more pressure on the Texans that wasn't there a year ago. They, they, they're not going to carry his contract another year, which they were able to do last year. So, last year, some teams were interested, but they can name their price. This year, I think they'll get significant value, but it's, it's not like they have all the leverage in the world. So... If I'm Arizona, I to, I'm going to really think about that a lot. Cause the one question I would want to ask Kyler Murray, Kyler, what do you think you need to do to improve your leadership? Because when you get 40, $45 million, you need to create an R of association. You need to be a reason why people want to come here and play for you. Like the way Tom Brady, like yep. the way they do for Aaron Rodgers, like you have to be that guy. And what do you think you need to do to get better at? And his answer would be really interesting to me. That's young. fair. I'd ask it's that question.
1: totally fair. It's got to be asked, of course. Going forward, you, you, I, I think the Arizona Cardinals, once again, before you pay Kyler Murray this kind of money, um, two, 300 million, $300 whatever it may be, they've got to have that assurance. They've got to have that from Kyler Murray. I think that makes perfect sense.
2: Yeah, look, I, I like Kyler Murray a lot uh, in the NFL, I, I think, I mean, I, I absolutely think he's their guy going forward. I have some questions now a, after the first month or so of this offseason that I didn't have before, but at the same time, I mean, you're talking about a guy whose NFL record as a starting quarterback is basically 500 So if I'm going to give you a quarter of a billion dollars or more, I'm not paying you for <laughs> what you did in college, and I'm not yeah. paying you for, for being an exciting player. If I'm paying you that much money, I want Super Bowls out of it. Yes.
1: So I can ask Exactly I can certainly right. ask that question. Exactly right now. You definitely want Super Bowls out of it right now. To me, there are two signings that really make me feel really, really good about the Arizona Cardinals and Kyla Murray as their quarterback going forward, and that is Zach Ertz and Colt McCoy. Those mm-hmm. two guys right there. Zach Ertz realizing that, hey, you know what, I got three years here, they're going to pay me well, Um, yet at the same time, I want to go out and be competitive and I want to win. Who's my quarterback? Who's going to be my quarterback? I think it says an awful lot, Zach Ertz, being the type of individual that he is, the person that he is, and the player that he is on the field, that he wanted to come back and sign a multi-year contract, knowing that Kyler Murray was going to be the quarterback, and then Colt McCoy as well, coming back and signing for two more years saying, yes, I am willing to mentor. Kyler Murray going forward. I think those are two important signings.
2: Yeah, especially the Colt McCoy one. You and I had identified that in the past before he re-signed as, look, if he doesn't re-sign, that's concerning, because where's Colt McCoy rushing off to? To me, that would look like he's running away from something, right? And and secondly, I think it's it's a good, it's, it's a great re-signing. I mean, he was one of those guys, when we did, at the end of the season, who were the biggest names for the Cardinals to bring back. We both had Colt McCoy, like two or three on the list. To put a bow on the Deshaun Watson stuff, I know we played the clips of Bart Scott earlier saying the Cardinals should go all in on him. And Mike Tannenbaum right there said, you know, they should at least kick the tire. I can't imagine any scenario where Deshaun Watson's on the Cardinals for a lot of reasons. Uh, A, I think Kyler's getting the deal. Like, he's he's their guy. Even if things went horribly south with Kyler Murray somehow this offseason, Deshaun Watson's already going to be on another team by then. You know, they're talking about this decision with Deshaun potentially coming down the next few days.
1: Honestly, I thought it would already be done. Yeah. Wherever he was going to go, I thought it would already be done. And it might be soon. And the league year is actually starting tomorrow. Is that what it is? Yeah, Mm -hmm. tomorrow. Happy league year. Hey, maybe it's going to come down today. Maybe that's what's on the horizon right now. Maybe it's going to come down. Uh, If a strong market for
2: Chandler Jones doesn't materialize, like we all kind of thought it might, uh, what do the Cardinals need to do to potentially keep him here? We'll get into that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.